0: fm to get started supergirl is super at making excuses there's a new editor-in-chief in town and this earth custom of the girlfriend is always right well it isn't sitting well with Branny, but i'm sure he will assimilate where's an asteroid when you need one i'm as serious as the purse lips of miranda Priestley right now as we are talking cw's supergirl season 5 episode 1 of event horizon the after buzz after show starts right now
1: I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin.
0: Let it begin, everybody. We are talking a whole new season of Supergirl Season 5 as we're getting right into it. It's so exciting. It's so invigorating to have Supergirl back in our lives and I have to say I feel like this is a new improved Supergirl and this is a new improved panel because it is a panel of one yes you asked for it we gave it to you the Tehran rants are alive and well as we are having a whole slew of after shows that are Tehran only so that all of you can hate on me simultaneously and that round of applause in the back that's from my main man Ryan in the boo. main man you're Alfred to your batman yeah ryan we've talked about this ryan i need you to not talk like this ryan i know i overstepped I, there i know i know but you know what what if anything yes you are my alfred
1: and i am your alfred i was
0: gonna give you robin but if you're going with alfred You are my Alfred.
1: And tonight wing, we are going to be covering Supergirl. Okay. All right. We're done with you.
0: We're done with you. But we are talking some Supergirl. CW Supergirl Season 5, Episode 1, Event Horizon. And we're going to be breaking it down into various pieces because this was an exciting, exciting first show this season. And I have to say, as a premiere goes, this was top notch. We're going to talk about Obsidian North, this new company that takes over Catco and looks like it might be taking over the world. Andrea Rojas, that character coming in, stepping up. Now we've gone from Kat herself to, to James Olsen to now Andrea Rojas taking the reins and leading it to a new world. We're going to talk a lot about that. William Day, the new stud reporter, investigative journalist who's stepped on the scene. Lena Luther, man. Now talk about a supervillain that's super. Lena Luther might or is turning to the dark side. And we finally get that... Uh, we finally get that unveiling we've been waiting for for a long time where Kara tells Lena the big reveal that hey, I'm Supergirl. We get it, but too late. Too little, too late. Here we get Hope, the the robotic the robotic uh, brain that, that Lena keeps talking to. We need to talk about what's going on with Hope. Is Hope giving us hope that Lena's good or bad? Brainy and Dreamer, they're an item, but... They haven't gotten past the firm handshake or have they? We get midnight this new villain that's introduced, this little girl who turns out to be John Jones's brother and Morlena Luthor. I mean, that's the big news on this premiere. Overall thoughts on the show. Let me explain what's going on. I am a Supergirl fan. Supergirl is one of my favorite shows on television. I extremely, I'm extremely, i extremely impressed with its handling of modern issues. Whether you agree with the side or not, the fact that it takes on a side gives it an appeal to me. I enjoy people's opinions. I like when shows nod towards social trends and things that are going on. And, and actually, a lot of times, don't break the fourth wall with the show, but break the fourth wall with its script, with its writing, where now you're taking a nod at things that are going on, as this show always does. I'm also a huge fan of Supergirl the character. This is a strong, empowered woman, and now we see Supergirl being even more empowered with things like pants. Just getting pants has now made Supergirl, if nothing else, Superwoman, but as we were explained to in the first season... If you have a problem with the word girl, the problem is probably you. Strong words. Now, I also enjoy Supergirl as a standalone episodic show. The show, for the most part... We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth... We made this curse, carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see, we could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Drives towards something of a comic book world. We are all engaged in the Arrowverse. This is a familiarity to all of us. We're getting on to the season premieres. So Supergirl and the Arrowverse is one of the stronger shows. The Arrowverse is full of strong shows. That's a great thing. Feminism. Great thing. Strong, empowered woman. Great thing. A Superhero we can actually feel for, empathize with, sympathize for. These are things that are great. And also that surrounding cast. We've added two new people to this cast. Coming in this year, we have we have had, uh Ozzy Tesfaye and Andrea Brooks. Ozzy, of course, playing Kelly Olson, Jimmy Olson, James Olson, excuse me, James Olson's sister, who now is working at Obsidian North, and Andrea Brooks, who gets the billing. We have seen her. She is Eve Tesmacher. We did not see her this episode. However, she's been added to the main cast. We also, so they got bumped up from recurring to main cast. We also get two new cast members. Julie Gonzalo, who played an extremely compelling Andrea Rojas, the new editor-in-chief of CatCo Media. And the paper, extremely powerful, extremely intelligent, well-thought-out, captivating character that allows us to know that as a, as a antagonist, She's going to not be a supervillain, but be villainous because she's against what we know as the grain or the principles that we're accustomed to from Supergirl and her trope. She even makes James Olsen quit. James Olsen is no longer in. Still on the cast, relaxed, but definitely not at CatCo. And we get Stas Nair. Now, Stas comes in as William Day. Good looking, handsome no-nonsense journalist, gets to the point, kind of an a-hole. Do I like this guy? Of course! I am this guy. I enjoy this guy immensely. Stas Stas comes in as William Day and already sets things and and just breaks up the monotony of what goes on at Kaiko. We can expect a lot stronger storyline from the paper itself. Last season, season four, we got too many storylines that kind of went nowhere More importantly, we left that CatCo world, even though in this episode we see Cara Danvers receiving a Pulitzer for her work from last season when she exposed President Baker and Lex Luthor. That was a strong beginning to a haphazard ending. We all agreed with that as an audience and fans of the show. Ryan in the Booth. Ryan, are you still there? Hey, what's going on, man? What's up, buddy? I'm sure you're manning the chat. If the chat comes alive with some banter, please feel free to interject and let us know. Because I do love knowing what all of you think at home. Remember, this panel isn't just me. It's all of you. If not, you guys are, if not as much more so a part of this panel than all of us.
1: We got Mr. J.J in the chat and he says I get Lena's mad you didn't tell her but now that she has
0: get over it oh and we will get to some of that because that is a big big plot line because we do get in the overall thoughts the concept of Kara finally coming clean to Lena and Lena still being pushed over the edge she is a Luther after all and Luthers don't forgive strong let's get into Obsidian North shall we here's this conglomerate Headed by Andrea Rojas, uh, out of Buenos Aires, obviously comes from a very affluent, educated, amazing family that has given her everything, including this company. She has now taken over the augmented reality chip that everyone seems to be using. This chip is basically, it's the, you see, it's in this beta testing field, right? And they're putting these these contacts in their eyes. Something we're probably going to get in our not-so-far future. They put these contact lenses in their eyes and get augmented reality. We already have augmented reality when we use our phones. It's when you hold it up and it shows things that aren't there. Of course, everyone was playing uh, Pokemon, if you remember, with, with augmented reality. Pokemon
1: Go, yes. Exactly.
0: So here we get augmented reality when it comes to these chips. People are looking at the menu. Lena, we see using it to basically reenact and live her her daydream of beating and destroying Kara as Supergirl. She's that bitter. Obsidian North is providing this tech. Andrea Rojas has this has this belief that she will have Obsidian North tech in everyone's home, in every single person's home by the end of the year. That is her big objective. In this objective, she has medical advances, she has technological advances, she has now what she is thinking of as media advances, and that causes a huge conflict at work. We're used to CatCo, we're used to Car Danvers working on what we think is the truth, but Andrea points out, subscribership, membership is down. Everyone who's simply looking for the truth, those days are gone. And we get to this first nod of the world we live in, the world we live at large, in which we see we see that everything is now clickbait. Everything is big. And what Andrea wants is consumer cross-platform engagement. And she wants to monetize it, something that everyone, all the writers and the staff there are fundamentally against. And James tries to speak for everyone and says, we will walk. And Andrea's response, you're all signed to a brand new three-year contract. And if you walk, that is your prerogative. But I will basically enact the non-compete clause that's inside. And you will be removed from journalism for at least three years. But we all know if you take a three-year break, then you are basically washed out of the business. And that's how things go. So she's already showing that her tact is to utilize, use and manipulate situations. Very villainous, but we also see it as basically being CEO. Is she a villain or just a good leader? Is she a villain or just a good business head? She wants to monetize this business and she points out the news is the news which the staff is like the news is not about clicks and Andrea Rojas points out everything is about clicks. Today, the measure of worth is all in a click. Talk about displaying the real world we live in. We live in this click dominated world where people's worth is determined by Instagram followers, Twitter followers, Facebook followers, Snapchat views. These are the things that we count and determine whether someone has more or less worth than someone else. Is she wrong? I don't think so. It's just a harsh part of reality that we don't want to hear, that clicks are are where it's at, and that includes the news. We see this in our modern day, where the news is inherently biased, something that comes up in the show. All things are inherently biased, even when they're pointed out as just fact. But now we get our news. Our news is biased. It's people's opinions on what is going on. It's no longer just direct facts. Tom Brokaw is done. Now we get a bunch of Bill O'Reilly's and their opinions. That's a true statement. And guess what? Bill O'Reilly's show, before his removal, was the highest rated news show by far, doubling, doubling CNN's entire channel. Wow. That is a real thing. So, do we live in a clickbait world? Yes, we do. Andrea Rojas and Obsidian North, which, by the way, sounds like an evil empire thing. Obsidian North, it reminds me of Star Trek Deep Space Nine and the Obsidian Order. Uh,
1: But speaking of clicks.
0: (laughs) Speaking of clicks, what?
1: uh, Please, guys, like and subscribe to this channel and comment below your thoughts on the episode. If you go on iTunes, give us a five-star review. Tehran will shout you out on air. If you give us a five-star review on iTunes, and we just love making you making us the ESPN of TV talk.
0: That's right, because we are clickbait ourselves. We need your clicks, so click away. <laughs> Do we have any shout-outs available as we We have speak? tons
1: of shout-outs. First Get of all, when, when you were shouting out about the banter, a ton of people responded saying, Yo, what up, Tehran? We got Furious Citizen, Hey Tehran, The Watcher, banter, banter, banter. ER's Grandpa, Yo, what's up, Tehran? And as well as Carbion, JJ, Billie Jean Girl 24, and Sujay Komor Shanid.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, it's great to hear from all you guys and all of you more. Please remember to comment below. We're going to give out a couple things that we're going to want to poll, And one of the things that I'm going to get at, especially in our special segment, is I want you to all be thinking about the greatest supervillain, movie supervillain of all time. We're going to get into that because the show did as well. So... Here I think of the Obsidian North. The obsidian North reminds me of, like I was saying, the Cardassian, uh, the Cardassians uh, in Star Trek Deep Space Nine. They were the Obsidian Order. It sounds evil. I don't know, Ryan. What do you think?
1: It sounds really evil.
0: Obsidian North. Right? Obsidian
1: North. It sounds like a rock,
0: and because of obsidian. Obsidian is some <laughs> type of rock, and and Obsidian North. It does sound like a rock. North rocks. It's just mm. it just reminds me of of White Walkers of all these different type of I feel like there is certain conglomerates that are just evil. I remember when Google was like Google had the saying "Don't be evil." Right. Obsidian North is we are evil. I feel like that's basically where they're going with. And here I have to say Andrea Rojas plays an amazing. She we get this nod to Miranda Priestley, but Andrea Rojas is a take on the Miranda Priestley CEO. Julie Gonzalo comes in and takes this role and runs with it. Now, if you're wondering where you've seen her from, you've seen her on the drama Dallas before. You've seen her on Freaky Friday, A Cinderella Story, and Christmas with the Cranks and things of that nature. She brings to life this this character, this no-nonsense character, comes from a... Possible rich, super rich, obviously, but possible spoiled background, but really, really throws herself in her work. It's as if she has a chip on her shoulder. She wants to prove her self worth and get that self. Made a claim, even though we know she's anything but. Her father basically handed her businesses, including the VR portion of the business, which she's taken over. She bought the building and all the businesses in it. She bought CatCo for a $1.3 billion, which she doesn't think it's worth. But she came through for her quote unquote old friend, Lena Luther. They went to boarding school together. These two have history. They obviously have some type of relationship. It seemed that the relationship could have been more than just a friendship. It seems like it's a partnership. It could be more. It could be an intimate one. We're not sure and with this show, anything is possible. She's got this vision. she's got this vision of what the paper should be and it's not and it's not fundamental. It's not anything based on principle. It's merely based on membership clickbait and to this effect she brings in William Day. I like this guy, William Day. Stasner, what can you say about this guy? He's no nonsense. Comes in and off the bat, Kara and William do not get along. Kara walks in and is trying to give her some type is trying to give him some type of compliment by saying, I loved your I loved your piece that you wrote And he immediately corrects her. He immediately corrects her. Carr walks in and is like, oh, I liked your piece on eminent domain and Hartel pool. And instead of saying thank you, William Day's immediate response is, it's Hartley pool. As if, in a condescending tone, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm better than you are. I get it. He also, we get this whole concept that he's about to rewrite Carr's piece on the governor's proposed water tax. This is Car. Car Danvers, by the way, is winning a Pulitzer. She's got a Pulitzer. She she has made it for herself. She's made a name for herself. She is now on Lois Lane status. She's winning a Pulitzer. And we have William Day rewriting the piece. Why? Because it buries the lead in the fourth paragraph, ske- skewered emotion uh, with unneeded facts and backstory. So basically, instead of saying it had too many facts and details. It didn't have enough emotion. It it hit it, overloaded it with unnecessary facts and detail and comprehensive and in-depth. And that is pointless is how it's going. Cara and William get into it, of course, because Cara says, wait a minute. I wouldn't think that you would agree with this. You are the same person who wrote all these amazing pieces. And William Day responds, when I was in Le Monde, I wrote as they asked me to in french nonetheless and when i was at the mail i wrote tabloids i do as i am paid to do that is a motif that we see a lot and that is also a nod to the general world in which we live is people do as they are paid to do others do as they are told and very few do as they believe. And that is a very big difference off the bat between William Day, an amazing investigative journalist, and Cara Danvers, a Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist. So what do we defer from this? Their conflict goes even further as as Cara basically stands up for herself and to her boss, by the way. She has a conflict with in front of William with Andrea, and she puts it all out there. She says, you can't take over a storied news outlet and turn it into a pandering clickbait tabloid. Andrea, of course, in Andrea fashion says, yes, I can. I bought this place. And this is where we remind ourselves who the Kara Danvers and Supergirl merge. Because Kara can stand up for herself even without a cape. She says I'm not leaving journalism. If I stay here, you should get used to the fact that I will be reporting what I want and writing it the way I want to. I will try to be shorter because I'm flexible, still being a little bit of cardanvers, but I will fight you every time on every story. I will not tolerate being rewritten by him and I will not allow my voice to be silenced. Can we get a amen? Can we get a Amen. Woo-hoo? can Woo. we get some girls cheering in the background. Something. This was a very strong moment for Kara. Kara stands up. She's proud of standing up. She even talks uh, talks about it with her sister Alex later. This is something that Kara. This is a this is a transition in Kara that we haven't seen in Kara Danvers. There is almost a two. There's almost a dynamic that. There are two different people, Kara and Supergirl. And here we see Kara being super in her everyday life. She used to be this timid, shy girl who rarely spoke up. And now we see her come to life because Kara has earned it. She believes in herself and she believes in what she does. And the Pulitzer, as much as it means to everyone else, it only substantiates who Kara Danvers really is. A person who believes in the truth. And that's even the intro that Lena gives Kara at the introduction to her prize. She says, This is a person, even though she's like the rest of us, which I didn't know, she's able to do the truth. She talks the truth. She spreads the truth. And even though it's not easy, it's like climbing mountains, but she always makes it to the top. That's who Kara really is. And I'm very proud of Kara for standing up to her boss. Now, I also believe that Andrea and William enjoyed it too. There was a part of Andrea and a part of William that even though I was afraid that it would cause conflict, both of them gave a a, a nod in Kara's direction as if we didn't expect anything less. Now, what do we do? Do you think at home... That Cara and William will get along. Because personally, when it gets to predictions, I might predict something pops off between those two. I'm throwing that out there right now. Opposites attract. And here, there's an opposite mentality, but a similar, a, a similar principality that exists between the two. So we shall see how that works. That's what we get for William Day and his introduction to the show. Looking forward to seeing what Stas Nair brings to the table. Because, as of now, very, very compelling. The more compelling the person who we know to become the villain is the only Luther on the show as of now. Lena Luther. Lena, Kara's best friend, felt betrayed at the end of last season because she found out definitively that Kara is Supergirl. She sees the video... She asked Carr. Carr doesn't bring it up several times. Now we see that has procrastinated telling Lena the truth to the point where it has overwhelmed Lena with a feeling of betrayal. She says it herself as she justifies her villainous deeds. It broke my heart. I would love to know in the comment below if there's ever a time you felt betrayed by a friend, and if so, what it was, Ryan? Have you ever been betrayed by a friend? Yep. Who hurt you, Ryan? Mm. Tell his, tell Uncle Terrell. His
1: name's Jake.
0: Jake the Snake, bro. Old Jake roommate, the Snake. He was your old roommate, and he hurt you. He betrayed you. He betrayed your trust. There was a betrayal. Would you mind discussing what it was? <laughs>
1: a little bit but I'll share some details. No, no, no.
0: If you if you don't feel comfortable, it's okay. You can anonymously comment below and I'd love to read about it and Jake and his betrayal. You got it. Because that's what we're trying to do. Betrayal is a theme that's going into season 5, the concept of betrayal. We get that with Lena. We're going to get that as we talk a little bit later about John Jones and his brother. We're going to talk about that when it comes to Midnight And so much more. So we see this theme of betrayal that runs through. Which is why I'm so interested in knowing if anyone has betrayed you. That is a big, big thing. Lena feels that. And I am interested in knowing if everyone was so up to forgive as we are expecting Lena to forgive Kara. Because Kara does finally come clean. Kara has a heart-to-heart with Lena in which Kara expresses to her randomly. Right as she's about to get the... Get the Pulitzer with no pressure, because up to this point, Alex has kind of pressured her. You need to tell Lena, you need to tell Lena, you need to tell Lena. This is before. This is when, after Lena's formulated plan, after Lena has planned, by the way, to expose Kara and has offered that up to Andrea, saying at nine o'clock, I'm gonna put something in your server that you're gonna that's gonna make Catco go super public. After Lena and Andrea have had their showdown where Lena says, I told you to wait 24 hours. Next time I tell you to do something, you do it if you want this to continue. After all that, Kara comes clean and tells Lena the truth. We've been waiting for this for a very long time. Kara owes Lena the truth. Or does she? I don't know if she does. I don't feel like Kara has to justify not telling Lena. Oftentimes, we compartmentalize. I don't know if this was an actual betrayal. It's not so much that Lena, the best friend has to know about Supergirl. She's trying to protect Lena. Also, as much as she trusts Lena with this secret, and as many people as we feel know about the Supergirl syndrome, it's a really on a need-to-know basis. Alex, Brainy, Nia, Guardian, and I can't think of who else, and Je- and John Jones. That's basically the five people that know. They're also the five people who are also fighting crime and fighting villains themselves these this is a need-to-know basis it's not like alex has told the deo it's not like most people know lex luther who was in the last season he knew simply because he went out of his way to find out but that's about it it's all these different people who who know are all the same people who are within the collective of the superhero conundrum. They are all part of the team. They need to know. It's a need-to-know basis. Kara was not going around just telling everyone this information. So we have to be aware of that. We have to be aware of the fact that I don't know if Lena deserves to know simply because they're best friends. Compartmentalization is a very, very honest form and plays a part in friendship. My best friend doesn't know everything about me. Ryan... I'm your best friend. I know. Do I know everything about you? I was
1: about to say, man, I think you knew a little bit too much.
0: That's true. That's true. And you know what? <laughs> Jake is a piece of ass, bro. Yeah, I'm dude. just letting you know. Piece I'm just letting you know. Soft. Yeah. But Lena's bitter. Lena's upset. And we see, of course, at the end, Lena is still bitter. Even after Kara tells her the truth. And she, and that quells the, the, the exposing of Kara as Supergirl. We think Lena forgives her, especially with the embrace and the tears and and the emotion that she's showing. But we see that it's all a facade. Lena says, I can never forgive Kara and goes right back into her simulation. We get hope. Hope is this computer program that is basically an intelligence, artificial intelligence that Lena is talking to. I am very wary of hope. Hope is supposed to be a friend minus ambition, drama or ego, and Lena's turned into this person who's trusts in technology not people. I'm very afraid of hope. Hope hope is basically what what's the computer in the Terminator movies? Oh, it's uh 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 Yeah, what what is that thing oh, called? Oh, Skynet. Skynet. I feel like Skynet. hope has a lot of Skynet in in in, in, in Skynet, yeah. Yeah, Skynet has a lot of Skynet tendencies. I'm afraid of hope. Hope is not not the not the solution for Lena, especially not at this fragile state that she's in. Mm. So I feel like we're going to learn a lot more about hope. One thing that did give me hope though, Brainy and Dreamer, they are a, together, they're they're, whatever this is together or however they try to place it together. However, they have not gone past the firm handshake. I thought that possibly Brainy was afraid of public displays of affection because every time Nia tried to get close, he would push her away or grab her hand. She would try to touch his back and he would just move her hand in a move and just shake it. And then we get the truth, which is Brainy comes out and says, I... I'm afraid of Miranda Priestley because she's cold and heartless and that's how I acted towards you and I hurt you. I'm afraid to get close to you. Dreamer says, well, let's have a kiss. And guess what? We get the first kiss between Brainy and Dreamer. Moment. Wow. Thank you guys so much. We've all been looking for this. I want to know at home, are you shipping Brainy and Dreamer? Bremer. Are you guys shipping Bremer? Is this the couple we would like to see? I'd love it to be a hashtag. Anyone in the chat on board with Bremer?
1: Right now we got Supergirl needs Edith. And uh, we have no responses to the question quite yet, but I'll keep you up to date. Keep
0: me up to date. I want to know what you guys think about Brainy and Dreamer being together. Did we Do we like this? these two pairings? These two together, we get Alex, Alex and Kelly together. So we know that's a couple. Kelly Olsen and Alex. And Kelly, of course, taking her new job at Obsidian North very seriously. So we'll see that develop. Now we get this other storyline. We get this little girl, this freaky little girl uh who turns out to be a girl named Melody who's playing who, who's who's playing this antagonist of sorts. She goes to the museum, somehow is able to m- bring to life the tyrannosaurus rex that's on display in her attempt to steal Superman's pod that's on display. Superman's pod on display is of course being charged by by an energy source that can be used to fly ships across the universe but also destroy three solar systems. What else would fly? What else would fly a, a Superman superpod? So this little girl is able to steal it and we get this conflict. She's also able to release Midnight, this villain who comes out reminds me of DC's Titans, Dr. Light The midnight and Dr. Light. However, I'm going to say midnight was portrayed and way more successful than Dr. Light. Dr. Light on DC's Titan was a D hor- DC Titans is a horrible villain that none of us like. Midnight actually kind of has these powers. She creates these voids that destroy everything that they touch. I don't know exactly what her purpose was, except to basically engage John Jones, the team gets together and they they beat her, of course, at one point Supergirl has to fly inside a black hole that Midnight was able to create. Midnight by the way can't stop these guys, but is able to create is able to create a black hole and, and captures John Jones. And John Jones doesn't know why he put Midnight away because their initial battle created some psychic psychic disruption in his mind i don't know how that really played like i didn't understand that concept where where, how did we get there It was so so vague something we've seen supergirl unfortunately do at times is they just try to correct things with the line instead of logic they they just add things and take things away as they feel need be but midnight did play her part because we do get this little girl transmutation into john jones's brother now, that's a standoff that I can't wait to see how this goes. John Jones says, I don't have a brother. Clearly, he knows he has a brother. We haven't heard of John Jones's brother except once there was a nod to it in a past episode, I believe in season three. Other than that, we really haven't heard about John Jones's brother. So, here we get this brother. This little girl changes. We get the green. So, we're assuming that she's a Martian or some type of alien entity clearly we did not it was a shock to me that this is john jones brother also does john jones's brother have more powers than him was able to do things that john jones seems not to be able to do especially bringing that tyrannosaurus rex to life i don't know how that was an ability i've never seen john jones be able to do that it didn't seem like it was shape-shifting having a power enough to disrupt. John Jones' psychic abilities, that means you're strong since John Jones is the most powerful telepath on the planet. The only person who rivals him at this point in the DC Universe on the planet that we know is Miss Martian, his niece. So, and she's not in the Arrowverse as of yet. So who is this person? What is he able to do? Why did he have to escape? Why is he trying to open the Phantom Zone and use the Phantom Zone projector to bring villains to life? What is he really about? We don't know anything. We're going to find out in the future. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to seeing how Lena Luthor is more of a villain because she hasn't forgiven. I'm looking forward to see how Andrea Rojas and Cara Danvers conflict. I'm looking forward to see how William Day and Cara work together. And I'm looking forward to see James Olsen in his new endeavors. Jimmy Olsen quits working in the media. Does he become Guardian full-time? I don't know. That's what it seems to be in some way. How's he going to pay his bills? I don't know. I'm sure we're going to get more of that and we're going to find out. It's a lot of interesting things. And the biggest reveal of the episode, of course, is the reveal of Supergirl's new outfit. Pants! Pants! She exclaims. Pants! Because she's just as shocked as us. Of course, we knew about this going in. It's been all over. Screen rant and, and all the other... Outsource re- review and all media sources, we were so glad to see her get pants all because of Brainy. He's an artist, do you understand? Give an artist a canvas. We get the Midnight and Supergirls fight, it rips her cape. And what does Brainy say when uh, Far From the Flash is pursuing Supergirl across the poisonous prison pits of Tech Techron Galtos? You're gonna wish you had a cape that does not tear. And, of course, Supergirl says later, oh, my God, this is horrible for aerodynamics. I keep I keep going to the right. And here we get this new cape and cowl and an entire outfit that just comes out every time she whooshes off her glasses. So what happens if she takes her glasses off fast every single time? It's going to just just uh it reminds me of iron man suit that nanotechnology the one where the iron man suit just kind of grows on tony Stark. it's a very similar similar thing it's very interesting and it was very cool very cool to watch i was very happy to see that happen now let's get into one little thing before we go uh, into our News and Gossip and Special segment. I want to go over something that I noticed in this episode. We had a lot of big words, a lot of new writing. A lot of new writing in this one. We got pendantic, we got curmudgeon, we got sartorial, and we got arduous. Those are four big words that were thrown in there. I feel like my vocabulary is expanding simply because of Supergirl. Curmudgeon is... Turns out to be, and I, I'm telling you right now, I had to make sure that we all were on the same page. But a commerogen is a bad-tempered person, especially an old one. That's where it. That's what it means. Pedantic, of course. Uh, pedantic is uh, essays. It's something that's like an essay if it's too too long to hold a hold appeal. So it's like you need to know what it is. Uh, it's ex- excessively concerned with minor details and rules or with displaying academic learning. We know a lot of pedantic people on Facebook, the ones who who cor- who correct your posts. I hate those people. Um, we get another world, sar- sartorial. Sartorial uh, comes into play by by brainy who deserves to be the person and it's relating to tailoring clothes or a style of dress so we get that sartorial sartorial of elegance or however you want to use it and then arduous arduous comes into play as well and we get arduous which is a great word to say involving or requiring strenuous effort difficult and tiring somehow like a lot of times there are episodes of the show that can be arduous. So hopefully not this season. Let's make sure that happens. Guys, let's get into our special segment. This one I've been waiting for. Special segment. Greatest movie villain of all time. We see that Dreamer thinks it's Hannibal Lecter. Miranda Priestley is Brainy's choice. Voldemort is Kara's. And Hans Gruber a match made in heaven by the way is kelly and alex's they both say hans gruber who is your greatest movie villain of all time ryan
1: you know it's a really good question i thought long and hard about this and i think i gotta go with darth vader
0: darth vader but and wait, he is
1: close i have a i have a, I have a close runner up. i have a runner up joker no
0: who absolutely not
1: i love joker though uh it is Ray Fine's character in Schindler's List.
0: Wow, that's a that's an interesting one. Uh, Darth Vader made the list. Ray Fine's character did not. Joker made the list. Sauron, Terminator, Hans Gruber makes the list. Voldemort, Jack Torrance, Norman Bates, and Hannibal Lecter. These are the greatest villains of all time, according to Empire. Mine did not make the list either. Mister Rooney from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Mister Rooney. He is a villain, the thing of nightmares. I want to know at home and everyone in the chat, who's your idea of the greatest supervillain, movie villain of all time? Let us hear. If you have some ideas, Ryan, of course, let the chat know. We're open to listening.
1: They're they're shouting some out right now. We Let's got we got Joker's the best one from Joker's Adam Rodriguez. amazing. We got Captain Shock said Lex Luthor.
0: All three Jokers, by the way.
1: Thanos is being thrown out there. A lot of superhero villains. Was
0: Thanos a villain? <laughs> that's a <conversation.
1: laughs> and uh, that's the one we got right now.
0: That's how we get. Let us know in the comments below. The chat does not over just because the show's over. Uh, let's get into some news and gossip, shall we? Buzz, the news and news. gossip is all the buzz of the two new cast members, of course. We get Julie Gonzalo and Stasnayer. That's what all the news is about because we're getting... We're getting recurring cast bumped. Ozzy Tesfaye and Andrea Brooks and Julie Gonzalo and Stasnayer being added to cast. People cannot wait to find out what is going on. Eve Tessmacher is around. There are so many theories about what's going on with Eve. I cannot wait. Who is going to be your favorite new character? We'll find out together. Let's jump into predictions. Your After Buzz TV predictions. Well... I'm predicting that Lena has a master plan that Andrea is not on board for this plan as much as we would assume because Andrea is not evil. She's just simply a misguided businesswoman. I also think that William Day and Kara have something happen because as I stated before, while their 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 mentalities are very their principalities are very different. Their mentalities are very same. They are both admirable investigative journalists who get the job done one tells the truth one is is the truth let's see how those worlds collide i think it it becomes a good interesting possibly intimate outcome and also this john jones brother thing i think we find out some deep dark details that john jones has never revealed about who this brother is and how he's a traitor and so much more so we'll get into that next week as we talk so much more supergirl can't wait for the super season five i'm so excited ryan are you with me
1: i'm so with you you know we're gonna be here all season with y'all and i i think we should do a twitter poll for a bunch of these questions for future episodes so stay tuned for a potential supergirl after show twitter
0: that's what. Actually, we should have an after show for the after show. I feel like we should just after show it all the way.
1: Yes. I well. can't believe you agree with me. <laughs> well. I, I'm actually, is this what's
0: happening now, Ryan? You're just agreeing with me on these things? Uh, yes, and. <laughs> I love it so much. Thank you guys for being with us tonight. We will be talking more Supergirl, CW Supergirl Season 5 as we get into Episode two next week episodes two stranger beside me until then you can find me at i am tehran all across the board that's i-a-m-t-e-h-r-a-n and of course you can find me hosting and paneling on a slew of other AfterBuzz buzz after shows because all of your favorite tv shows are my favorite tv shows too until next time supergirl up up and away our founder kevin undergaro and me maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to after buzz tv